Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of DeFi Discussions. My name is Shizzy. We have a really good founder interview for you today. We have Meta BRC20. They are a ordinal uh, potential project. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get into them. We have good. Uh, he, he's all over the um, the Twitter. Uh, if if you if you look into ordinals BRC20, I'm, you, I'm sure you've, you've seen him around. So it's it's gonna be a really interesting conversation. I'm excited for this project. They really had the steam uh, after the OXBT launched, and then they launched. So they really picked up things and running. They had a little bit of issues in the beginning. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna have, we have a great interview for you guys today. But without further ado, let's bring in my co-host for this evening, Mr. Yago B. What's up, guy? what's going on what's going on man not much not much so much uh excitement in the space um you know just a lot of, a lot of stuff going on uh you and i've been grinding grinding out these founder interviews doing market updates putting in the work in the bear market like we should be yes sir yes sir and then i'm i'm really excited for this interview man I, i've actually been following this project for a long time uh since before mint so i'm really excited to talk to good about about this project yeah yeah me too you know um I remember whenever I first heard about it, um, you and I actually, I think we were both trying to mint at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and um, I was trying to hurry up and I had like moved some uh, Bitcoin over specifically for this. And, you know, unfortunately there was issues with like Luminex, uh, the, the launch pad. And it was kind of, I think it was uh, right after the PSAT launch too. So yes. it was kind of like, okay, this will be like getting back on track for Luminex. And it, well, I, I um, think this was before PSAT. Okay, so maybe it was yeah. the opposite, but yeah, yeah, either yeah. way. Um, but yeah, so then um, I, you know, it, it kind of had similar vibes to the OXBT, right? Like the, yeah. the excitement and all that yep. stuff. And then um, the launch happened, and then um, a couple of disgruntled people, but you know, that's, I think people need to realize that that's a part of like infrastructure build out yeah. for new yep. ecosystems. Yep. But um, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, you're always going to have people complain no, no matter how perfect it, things go, right? Always. So, um, Anyways, yeah, so so yeah, excited about it. I want to see what, what they're planning, you know, because um, I feel like they're starting to get back into the ordinal news, you know, the ordinal space, BRC20 yep. space news again. I'm excited to hear what yeah. they have planned. And they just went from blue to orange, which is their, um, I'm guessing it's either phase, they went from phase one to phase two or phase zero to phase one. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that all out. But I was excited to see some orange in it. So let's, uh, let's, bring, in, let's bring in the man. Mr. Good, how's it going, man? Thank you for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. Yep. Being good, and thanks for having me. Um, I'm really appreciative of this. And um, I think, I don't know how, how aware you are, but I don't really do like, um, you know, podcasts. It's, I'm not used to podcasts, right? So this is probably my second one um, I did since I kind of came in the space. So I'm really yeah. grateful to be here. Oh, yeah. Thank we're, yeah. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, we saw that you I think you had you were on with Jake, right, from Emblem Vault. And he's a great guy. Um, we had him on actually on our show, too. So, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, man. All right. So we, we like to dig into the person, like, get a good real feel because every project starts with the people. And what our show likes to do, we like to dig into the, the person rather than the project and then get into the project. So why don't you take us back to what you did before Bitcoin and then kind of lead us into uh, your 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 Bitcoin and maybe get into if you were in anything in the Ethereum era up until uh, the, where the ordinals start. Yep, 100%. So before even I got into like cryptocurrencies, um, I'd say the main thing I was mostly interested in, I was a student at school, right? And I kind of discovered, uh, I would say cryptocurrencies by accident, right? I think I was probably, um, you know, just hanging out with a couple of my friends at school. 
And um, these were the times I was doing like, um, you know, my master's degree and I'm, I'm really big into like anything that's like statistics or digital currencies, cryptographic. And um, so what happened is that he kind of introduced me to like Bitcoin, right? And then he showed me the graph and I think pretty much anyone who kind of wanted to enter like the cryptocurrency were probably initially in it for the money, right? Until you actually discover that there's real technical things uh, being built behind the scenes. So I was introduced to Bitcoin. Um, I downloaded the, uh, I think it was coin market cap. And at the time there were like five coins I was able to buy. There was probably like Seal coin, Filecoin. Uh, I was heavily interested in like Neocoin. Uh, it was called Anchors at the time. And then I was, he, he, he kind of recommended, you know what? Um, I think it's better for you to buy Bitcoin. But at the time when I was looking at the charts, um, I kind of saw the, saw the growth of Bitcoin. I was like, there's no way that I'm going to make money with this, right? It kind of mm -hmm. went from like 50 cents to like 2K in, in a matter of like three, four years. And I was like, there's no way. I probably need to find something else, right? And I kind of started investing in all these other coins. So Bitcoin wasn't my first purchase. It was um, one of my first purchases was ended up being like a, a rug. So it was camp. I think most of us kind of have this same experience, right? It was a, it was a rug, and then it kept going. It was it was like a vicious cycle. It kept going, going, and then I focused my attention back to Bitcoin because this is where it all started, right? And I think uh, Bitcoin already had like a couple of years, and Ethereum was just starting, right? The the concept of like smart contracts. Um, so I got focused on Bitcoin. And at the time, I think there was this, uh, you know, trilemma where um, I think projects and blockchains were kind of focused on scalability. Uh, they were focused on decentralization. And I'm, I'm, I was always like big on the tech side of things. And I started uh, kind of looking into derivative, derivatives of Bitcoin because at the time I was looking to make like some kind of money or, you know, investing. And then, and then I got into other uh, derivatives of Bitcoin, like Bitcoin Cash. Uh, I was heavy into like Bitcoin. And um, what I did realize is that the core, the most important part of these projects was the team, right? So what happened after a couple of years is that most of these projects uh, were kind of left by the community and the team, uh, which kind of forced me to get back again on Bitcoin. So where I didn't want to end up being in the first place, right? <laughs> and then that's, um, that's essentially where I ended up. Um, I dabbled a little bit within Ethereum um, and then I was holding like uh, a couple assets, like different chains, because I'm someone that's heavy on like experimenting with different protocols, just figuring out how things were working. And then the big bear market kind of hit in 2018. Um, I think that was that was a big hit for me, right? Because at the time I was, I think I would say I was over invested in it without actually understanding like the technical aspect or what, what, what all of this even meant. And I think that was a dangerous situation for me to put myself in. And um, I was so overexcited by the technology. I even like uh, promoted, like not promoted, but I even tried to educate people into it. Um, at the time I had like a YouTube channel, I did educational threads and then um, the bear market hit. Yeah, I, I was heavy into education, right? And then uh, the bear market hit, it kind of, you know, I, I went a little bit cold on everything that was related to cryptocurrencies until approximately when DeFi summer started again and that's where things kind of picked up so that's where you started seeing like these curve wars and then uh you started seeing a lot more actions on ethereum so bitcoin was kind of like on the sidelines not really any innovation happening so i focused my attention on like um ethereum and then i went to like uh, the DeFi summer thing 
and then NFT NFTs came back, and then up to today, we're we're kind of you know experimenting with ordinals. Awesome, sounds good. So, like when when you were in um in let's just say DeFi summer, did 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 it feel like how this kind of feels like you know you know before DeFi summer was it kind of like exactly how the brc20 space and is now do you see a similarity between the two as of like right now to before DeFi summer yeah a hundred percent so i think one of the main differences that i see is that in terms of like DeFi, in terms of like DeFi summer right the, the thing about DeFi is that we're trying to reinvent like traditional finance but on on like the blockchain by you know uh, promising like certain returns or building uh, you know, systems that people are already used to, right? So in that in, in, in that case, it, it's a lot easier to onboard people, right? And I witnessed like a lot of activity going on. But in the in the terms of like having, you know, NFTs or ordinals, I think it's a harder onboarding process just because you have to explain to people why these, you know, pictures or JPEGs are more expensive on like blockchain, right? Um, so initially, um i think the hype in terms of like DeFi versus ordinals um it was probably higher during DeFi just because people were kind of more familiar with like how uh investing works or even you know these traditional finance tools worked and um but within like nfts and ordinals it kind of took more time for people to understand right and eventually um at the beginning of both like processes um people are interested only in making money so it, it kind of takes time before people are actually here for what's being built on these, you know, these ecosystems. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially the point about, you know, when people, when, when you have a lot of people migrating from Ethereum uh, over that are used to flipping NFTs or just really trading their tokens pretty quickly, then you can tell whenever they come over, right? Because like certain projects get liquidated, you know, and then like certain projects come up out of nowhere. And then like it's just maybe a little bit minimal effort and stuff like that, too. Um well, I mean, yeah, I, you obviously have a great, you know, experience background in the space, which is a really good, especially to be a project uh, founder in this space. What was the hardest part about, I guess, like, uh, ha well, have you ever ran a project before this uh, MXRC, uh, Meta BRC? Meta BRC, right. So I did have, um, so I did small ventures and I did like uh, bigger ones. Uh, so I'll, I'll go over a couple, right. So uh, the first things I did, um, like I said, it, it was, I was heavily invested in like the technical side of like how different protocols and platforms work, right. So my first experience within the crypto space was actually with like an exchange. Um, they're called like Huobi, I think, and um, essentially I helped them. Yeah, exactly. So at the time when I was releasing content, I believe they were looking for like people to help them educate and uh, help on the marketing side of things. So I was one of the people who kind of, um, you know, devised and built like educational content tools. And then after that, um, that's where I kind of understood the importance of community. And I started, you know, marketing and doing things on my own account, right? So this account has been here since 2016. Um, I've always did threads, educational content in terms of crypto. And then when the NFT era kind of hit, that's where um, I met several artists within, you know, the ecosystem, right? And at the time, I think the first narrative 
uh, regarding like NFTs was probably like PFPs, right? You were seeing uh, the Bore Apes, you were seeing the punks and everything. And I think there was this expectations that were, we're probably moving away from like PFPs and probably venturing into like uh, the metaverse, right? And that's where I met like uh, one of, uh, uh, of my like good friend or artist who's like heavily uh, technical. And we kind of launched a project called Augmented, right? So Augmented was this concept uh, where we were actually building like a metaverse where people would be able to interact. Um, it ended up being a lot more complicated and uh, resource intensive that we thought. We did manage to build like a small community. We even um, talked with uh, collab managers from like OCM because Punk6529 was building something that was magical with his with his platform. So we're kind of, we wanted to go in the same direction, but um, we figured it'd be a lot more complicated. Um, it's still not, I wouldn't say it's completely over, but I feel like a lot of people are kind of over like the metaverse aspect of, uh, you know, the NFT space. And they're probably looking for something new. Yeah, gotcha. Definitely. I, I I do love that about your background and being like uh you know like an educator uh like a threads provider. That really makes me feel good about a founder of a project that he really cares about education first, then rather than digging just digging in for the for the money. You seem to really be wanting to educate. Um, so let's, let's just take it into the, uh, your project a little bit now. Um, so um, what, what what was the inspiration for the project? What like what was the idea? How to get started and uh. Where, where let's, let's kind of lead up to to the mint yeah 100 percent. so um what actually happened is that just at the start of the ordinals movement i think what kind of you know brought me into the limelight even before meta brc is i was introduced to like the uh ordinals theory um i i found it online by some way i i think i was just navigating like twitter um, I clicked on, I think it was Domo's post, right? He was just, he, he had just released like Ori and I missed on the Ori mint, but I kind of wanted to understand what it was. And I went on like the JIT book he had, I started reading through it. And then I, it led me to like the Reddit post that Casey did. And eventually I started being more and more interested in Ordinals, right? Because it was something new and I'm a big, big experimenter. like. Anything I see that's new, I want to understand how it works. I want to see if there's something possible to do with it. So that was the mindset behind it. And because I felt like it was a huge opportunity, I started a series called Bitcoin Summer, right? Um, at the same time, I had like I have like a Substack, um, the Bitcoin Summer post that I did hit big time. I think it was also uh, coincidental because a lot of people were looking for something new uh, because of what ha what was happening in the NFT space uh, with like the um, the various ruggers and scammers so i think when i when i released these series people were heavily interested in right and a couple i think it was a couple weeks later we kind of saw oxbt coming up and that even proved it proved even more that the interest was there right it was just insane the way people were interested in ordinals right and my thought process before launching meta brc is that maybe we're we're in the right time. It's it's the right time for us because it's been a while since Bitcoin had anything innovative or people were even interested in what Bitcoin was doing, right? So I kind of launched initially uh, Meta BRC because I wanted to build a community that we could foster around like Bitcoin. And the entire inspiration came from NounceDAO, right? Because I think uh, NounceDAO was the perfect example for me in terms of like community who are reinvest in, in terms of like a project who's reinvesting in the community it was announced out and we didn't have any 
equivalent of like Nounsdale on Bitcoin, right? So that's essentially the thought process behind MetaBRT. So I saw people were interested. I started uh, creating the account, started promoting the project. And initially I was, we were only two on the team. So it was me and the artist that I worked for, my friend uh, on Augmented. And I think things picked up a lot more quickly than we thought it would, right? So um, I think in the span of the week that we actually launched a Twitter page, we gained over 100,000 followers. At this wow. point, yeah, it, it was like three, four days. We launched uh, over a hundred, and I think it, it also, it also, it was also the result of like OXPT launching uh, their their page. And I think people who kind of felt like they were missing on something, uh, maybe they saw MetaBRC as like maybe another home they could get, they could get to, right? And um, at this point, it was kind of unsustainable for me to kind of manage everything. So that's when I partnered with like different uh, people within the space. And then they kind of helped me uh, find the launch partners, uh, the strategy regarding MetaBRC. And um, even up until today, I think it's it's an ongoing thought process, right? Where are we going from here, right? This is happening. And the thing about launching a project is that it's always like an iterative process, right? You can't, you, you can't figure out everything at the start, right? We've had to change plans like many times. But the original vision is still here. It's just the small steps that we're going to take to get there that are going to be changing as we as we go along. Awesome, yeah, awesome, awesome. So, uh, was uh, MetaBRC the first token project that you've been involved with? It 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 it, it actually is. So, in in terms of like token, you mean involved? Is it um, that like, I created or? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. is there a difference, I, I guess I would say, because you've been, you know, in leadership with your NFT metaverse project before, and then um, this is kind of, it start off, it starts off with a, a BRC 20, right? And mm -hmm. I've heard from some of, you know, uh, people that I've been connected with in the space the past couple of years that uh, taking on a token project is, is very different from traditional just NFT projects. So is that true? It if, is. So what, it, what's the difference? <laughs> It is a hundred percent right. So I'm not an artist, right? Um, I can't, I can, I, I can hardly sell like any art. I can't, I can't market art for my life, right? Um, I think what kind of pushed me to launch uh, the the token is coming from like a more math uh, background. Um, I was heavily interested in DeFi, and I think that's what kind of pushed me to launch a token because I could um, easily see not I wouldn't say easily, but I could see more use cases for a token. Uh, from my perspective, and I could see from a picture, right, or uh, a JPEG or art. So that's probably the reason I think um, a lot of people kind of ask me this, but it's a lot, it's a lot harder, right? Because the issue we have with BRC20 tokens is that they currently have almost next to no utility, right? People mint on day one, uh, they're expecting like huge returns uh, the second day. After a week, they ask you, which exchanges are you going to list on? After the second week, they ask you where you're staking, right? It's, I think, just being the founder in this position, right? And having to try and meet these expectations every week, that's not realistic. And I think it's, that's that's the reason I think it's it's heavily, heavily difficult. Because if you take a look at all the Ordinals project that kind of launched with their PFPs, there hasn't been any expectations set up until now, right? You just released the PFP. And then um, I think that's that's mostly it. There's no real expectation behind a picture. 
a token is different, right? And you have, at this point in time, you also have all these um, regulations coming on into what exactly is a token. Um, is it a good idea to even launch a token because of the SEC or our exchanges even going to list your token? Uh, there's huge fees in this thing to like on OKX or even uh, BitMEX and all these exchanges. So it's it's a hundred times harder with a token, a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the answers that I, w- I was getting before is yeah. that, you know, with the with the PFP collection, NFT, you you launch it and then you can just be like communicate with your community about like community events. But uh, with the token, they're definitely expecting like returns right away. And uh, which is not realistic. Right. From, <laughs> you know, from their perspective, yeah. it shouldn't be at least. Um but yeah, that's awesome. So um, this is kind of weird, though, the space that we're in, because like, you know, the token that was like a lot of uh, hype initially with Luminex and, and OXBT did the same thing. But then, you know, with the token communities, they're, they're still almost kind of feel like there's like some unknown, like what what what's next, right? It, and a lot mm-hmm. of them are just correlating the ordinal space with, okay, well, the next thing here is logically is, is a you know, 5,000 collection or anything. Is that in the plans for, for uh, meta BRC or is it, are you trying to stay away from that and be more utility based for the token? I think uh, on my end, I would rather be more utility based, right? Because I want the token to be more than like a tradable aspect because I want to kind of, you know, reduce the speculative nature of the token as much as possible, right? And I think the best way to do that would actually ha- build uh, utility within the token. And that's, I think, what the team is heavily focused on currently. And uh, we're seeing like lots of progress within this space, right, in terms of adding more utility to PRC20. I think even this morning, uh, Unisat made an announcement. Well, I read it this morning. I don't know if it was yesterday, but they kind of introduced swaps, right? And I know um, I've been having like conversation with Jake and Emblem. They're working on like really, really good tools for like BRC20 tokens. And my position on this is that for us to have any, because it's at the end of the day, BRCs and Bitcoin in general, we have like a major liquidity issue, right? Yeah. And I think one of the things that we'll be able to solve this is we're, if we're able to build whether it's uh, bridges, swaps, but anything that's kind of interoperable that allows our token to be distributed between networks or even within projects, I think that's gonna add a lot more value and bridge more communities together, right? And I think when I spoke with Jake, one of the things we always said was, how do we get these on Ethereum? Because we're aware that all the DGENs, all the communities on Ethereum, uh, they don't currently understand, like a huge portion of like the crypto people don't necessarily understand BRC20, Uh, they kind of dismiss it, right? So why don't we, find a way to bring BRC tokens to them. And if they see utility, if they like it, I think they're going to come over to us naturally, right? Mm-hmm. That's my thought process behind it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. Um, because, you know, like you said, the BRC20 utility is, is uh, there isn't really any, right? So that announcement with Unisat today was, you know, it made me and Shizzy really happy actually, because we've been waiting for something that it can give us the, uh, you know, functionality mm-hmm. of adding liquidity pools and, and being able to swap. And I told Shizzy too, I said, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's 
clunky or slow as long as we have something uh, you know to be able to do that's better than this kind of nft style trading for the brc20s i think that's a start and then this layer two solutions and then you know like you know if there is an option i know that vmpx and, and jack levin is is building that bridge if there is an option to bridge over to ethereum then i think that's a great great thing uh great way to onboard right like you just said so yeah i agree with you 100 percent on that yeah so exactly so if we're able to kind of you know find a way to to, to bridge communities uh find uh, like interoperable build interoperable tools for people to add you know liquidity into these uh liquidity pools because um on my experience i have tested bridges for like brc20 tokens within the space i have collaborated with projects on which like the mxrc token is listed but i think it also comes down to what exactly uh is the mxrc token offering to their users right is it whether you're looking to add um you know liquidity to a liquidity pool what exactly are your are you earning? Why are you buying the MXRC token? And I think until these questions are, you know, answered, people are still going to be reluctant to add any liquidity in the MXRC liquidity pool. So this is also one of the issues I think uh, teams should be addressing uh, at the beginning or at, as fast as possible. And um, that's probably going to be a big part in helping people adopt like the RC20s. Yeah, gotcha. for sure. So you said utility for, uh, for your token do you have anything specific in mind or like are you guys working on that you want to keep that under wraps or can you talk about that yeah so i think i could introduce a couple of things that has already been you know done publicly with like brc20 tokens uh besides you know besides offering um them in like liquidity pools or on exchanges i think some of the ways that people are currently using like BRC tokens is essentially in like auctions, right? Uh, one of the good things about Bitcoins is that you have the ability to auction rare arts on rare sets, right? That's something that's not really possible in Ethereum. So it adds this layer of collectability that people are looking forward to, right? So you have, for instance, an art that's on an uncommon, like we release like art on an uncommon and we do it as an auction. And I think people would be willing to kind of, you know, pledge their MXRC. That would be some form of utility, right? And I was talking with also, um, you know, different launch packs uh, this week. And uh, we're kind of brainstorming about more ways to add like utility to BRC. One of the ways would be, you know, allowing people to kind of mint a collection using certain BRC20 tokens. I think that's also another way. Uh, we have our own, you know, we have our own plans also to add liquidity in our own way within like the meta brc project but eventually uh we're going to bring it to light and i hopefully i mean community will kind of like it gotcha so um you, you guys have a token uh you're gonna have an ordinal project um my favorite thing in any space is burning <clears throat> i'm i'm a firebug <laughs> i like to burn my tokens i i want to i want to burn all my tokens away and get something in return do you guys have any any plans of that because I, I i'm an um i'm an mx mxrc holder i've been holding since mint i've minted a, a few wallets um so i i would love to be able to burn yeah. my mxrc for a whitelist that gets me your ordinal obviously this is just my thinking i was just curious of your opinion on it or if you guys have discussed it at all yeah absolutely so what you're saying has actually been brought up like too many times in my discord, <laughs> in the discord right? I love it, yeah. 
so I think people are just just having the event brings excitement, right? I don't think it's 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 the fact of you know maybe reducing supply because as long as you bring utility or you bring something exciting to the project, having like a large supply doesn't matter, right? I think it's just the fact of maybe burning having this event happen before like being able to claim or mint. So we 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 did announce something in 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 those lines. So we are having a burning event. Uh, we're structuring the way we're gonna be doing the burning, but yeah, you could uh, yeah. <laughs> Burning them all, man. Burning yeah. them all. It, it, you have to excuse uh, Shizzy. He he's a uh, came from the Zen ecosystem with Jack Levin, and that they, that's all they do is they burn, burn, burn. <laughs> yeah, people love to see things burn in this space, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right, wow. so um, let's, let's lead up into the. So you guys, um, you guys had the mint. Um, we had some issues with Luminex. Just get that, get that out the way. Um, what, what, what was that experience like to deal with Luminex? Because like, I, I feel like launch pads are is is hundred percent what this space needs and what they're lacking. And I, there's some launch pads that are coming that are that are looking re really, really good. Toshi Pad from the council is one of them. But so, so my question yep. is, what was the experience like working with Luminex? And what was what was the the things that you could have did different and that they could have did differently? Yeah, that's that's. I think that's the, the the most difficult question that I'll probably have to answer. Right. So, to give you a bit of context, uh, just when we launched a project, um, we had um, like limited time to kind of figure out like the launching the launching process, right? And I think we kind of explored uh, different launch pads and different mechanisms that we would be able to use. Uh, the first one was using uh, Unisat like everyone else. But the thing with Unisat is that you mint and deploy a token, but there's no really whitelist, right? And then we went with like, there was, I think there was Ori Kid and now there's, um, and then that's when I kind of went to Luminex, right? Because what I witnessed from Luminex is that the OXVT mint kind of happened before us. And then we had the, um, what was the other one? The PSAT. I think, it, yeah, it was the PSAT before, like a day or two oh. before us. And okay. it, it, it was kind of, it was so smooth in terms of like the process that we, I kind of reached out with the team. They were, um, they were very helpful, right? So 24 hours, I would be able to ask my questions, just figure out like the tokenomics, how exactly we're going to be launching. And I think the whole week leading up to the, to the mint, uh, the team and I were talking with the Luminex team and we're like, listen, this might be maybe the biggest uh, project that's going to mint up until now on BRC. And I think whether, um, you know these bots must have you know figured out a way to you know kind of bypass all your securities that, that yeah. you're going to put right so because they have time to adjust with oxpt and then pset and then that was our biggest worry right so we kind of proposed like ideas why don't we move like the ui every second so that the bots wouldn't recognize like so we went through a couple scenarios and essentially i think um the team is extremely good their technical expertise i think it's top notch right um don't have any comments on that and um i think we we kind of did the best we, we we could do at that time right um I, at some point as a team as a, as the project team we, we kind of have to put faith like in 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 the team that they would kind of manage it but i think the thing is the demand was also so high that uh we witnessed the crash on their website we witnessed the crash with the experts and then something happened with the mempool where the transaction weren't going through right so yeah. when we we're on live and we saw what was happening on public mint 
initially I didn't quite understand the situation. I was like, okay, this is it. Like everybody's managed to mint, right? Everybody's hype. I was putting out tweets like we did it, we did it, right? I was I was looking like a fool, man. I was, <laughs> yeah, we did it. And then a couple seconds later, um, I see people on Twitter just commenting like, you guys are rugs. You guys, what the hell have you, are you doing, right? We we couldn't mint. And then I think um, I, it took time to process the situation because at the same time, at the same time, you know how Twitter works, right? There's a situation that happens. Uh, people are so quick uh, to just come to conclusions. Um, it had to take at least two days for like the Luminex thing to kind of kind of analyze the entire situation. Yeah. But in the meantime, we were just the only thing we could do was sit around right until the analysis was done and in the meantime uh twitter spaces were popping everywhere uh people saying that makes rc just run um i mean it, it was a free mint i mean that was the, the, that was the best we could do i don't think there was any 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 way we could have rubbed the entire mint uh the second thing is uh there was a lot of narrative around uh the wallets on unisat right we had posts and videos from people who didn't really understand how wallets work. They were like the top wallet um, it is owned by a bot, but no, it's owned by the team. Um, we we did we did transfers uh, from the main wallet to um, kind of send out to people who weren't able to mint, and they're like uh, the team is selling their token while the inscription was like a transfer inscriptions. So there was a lot of narrative, and I think it, it kind of killed the momentum a lot. So uh, the days after that, it was it was pretty hard because then we had to figure out a way to kind of, you know, remedy to the situation. But I we figured the best way would be to just continue building. That's that's the only 100%. thing we could have done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like uh, I remember the most frustrating part on my side actually was because uh, I tried to prepare, you know, for it because I wanted to, yeah. you know, get a couple wallets in there. But like the problem was. Uh, x verse i think it was almost kind of like you know the what, what's that uh law uh where everything can go wrong oh, yeah. will go wrong <clears throat> go, mm. i almost felt like that's what happened because like i didn't even get to the point to where i was still trying to send uh bitcoin from my x verse wallet <laughs> one to my x verse wallet two to my x wallet. i was waiting for like i want to say 12 hours remember shizzy i was like man yeah. i'm still waiting it hasn't gone through and I don't know. Um, I've experienced some, you know, congestion on other chains whenever there's big launches and stuff like that. But but it's never been like this. And I, it, of course, I think some of it, you know, it's because it's Bitcoin. It was the first chain. It's slower. But uh, you guys were building up a lot of hype, you know, in terms of pre-launch. So I just think all of that, like, just kind of, mm -hmm. just like when one thing, one domino yeah. tipped over, they all kind of tipped over. Yeah, and so. that was when, too, that was when OXPT hit 35 cents. That was when the frogs were, like, 0.1. The wizards were, like, 0.1. So, there was a lot of hype in the space at that time as well. So, like, it, it like mm -hmm. be able to handle that at such a young point in this, you know, this very, very young, I want to say, industry of, of BRC20s and stuff, that, that that was just a tough time for everything. So I, I honestly don't blame Luminix. I don't blame you guys at all. And me, I, I had no problem. Yeah, like, he, I got, from my he phone, got his mint through. NPC. I was just like, how? <laughs> I was like, what's the, what's the issue? Why is everyone having an issue? I had no problem. Yeah. So I was very and, lucky. And I think you so. were at work on your phone. I was yeah. like, I didn't I didn't understand how you got your sleep. But yeah. <laughs> You know, I think the the good thing about, and I think when people hear this interview and they will hear the interview you did with Jake as well, is that uh, they'll hear kind of like 
the perspective from the founder and the team side, which I think will go a long way because, you know, that's stressful. Like you said, you know, like you have a lot of pressure on you as a founder, especially with a token project, but you know, they don't think about like what goes through the head of like uh, a founder after something like that happens. And I actually think you probably handled that the best way you could afterwards, because you kind of were just like, let's let everybody get their frustration out and let the time time can only heal stuff like that almost 100%. right yeah and then mm -hmm. and then now you're back and, and and you're ready to kind of get going of, of what you guys have been building so yeah absolutely so the, the the best advice i actually got after the minting was you know just focus on building right uh it, it's gonna take a couple of days i don't know however long it's gonna take but some people are gonna come around it and um i think the hardest part was actually managing you know it, whether it was people that didn't get to mint that was that were fighting the project, but we also had like people holding MXRC. I think that that also hurts, right? To some degree, because um, the first thing we wanted to do was kind of control like the fighting or at least try our best to kind of focus the community together. So just a couple of days after launching, we created the Discord just to have like, um, you know, the, the, the core of the community, the people who were supporting but I think after a couple of days, uh, more and more got frustrated because they were probably expecting like everything to be ready, infrastructure to be 100%. So a couple of days later, they're asking when it, what exchange are we gonna list on? Uh, I think like you said, it was in the middle of like this entire hype thing. They were expecting like huge returns, right? So that was expectations that the team had to manage. Um, but we had people within the discord that was, that were dissatisfied. So it kind of brought some people with them too. You know, how, how it goes right over like one week, two weeks. And then we had to do like some damage control on that. But I think we're at a point where, um, people, it, it's pretty stable. So people that are currently joining like MXRC or the people who stayed, uh, kind of understand like the situation, uh, they're very optimistic for the future. Um, and I would say we're in a pretty good situation right now. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty stable, and we're kind of excited to see where, where it's going to lead. All right, well, speaking of that, so you guys just moved from a different phase. Um, you were at phase zero, if I'm correct, and now you're moving to phase one? Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't name the phases, but we're moving from, like, the, the, the first phase to, like, the second or zero phase okay. to, like, the first phase. So essentially, uh, the entire, um, you know, proposal when I started MetaBRC, the reason I put it blue was because um, I, it kind of reminded me of Ethereum. Uh, I, I represented Ethereum by the color blue, right? And because I was so used like Ethereum, I'm, I, I kind of, you know, coined uh, for MetaBRC. I'm, I used to say like, this is the new Meta, right? So. What I, what I was trying to do is the, the fact that we're transitioning from blue to, to, to yellow, it means that Ethereum is over, right? So we're transitioning to Bitcoin and we're going to see a lot more things on Bitcoin. Everything you're used to be, to see on like, whether it's DeFi protocols, whether it's NFTs. So right now we've transitioned from the blue to the orange to represent that, right? And as you can see on like Bitcoin and Ordinals, you're starting to see DeFi protocols or like Liquidium. Uh, you're starting to see a lot more launch pads uh, that are emerging, a lot more Ordinals collection. So we're going to see a period where people are going to be building a lot on Ordinals, right? Uh, it's going to take time. It's, it might take a couple months, a couple years, but I feel like um, the attention has kind of shifted until at least we see the next innovation happening on Ethereum.
Hell yeah. I love it. Yep. I mean, whenever you have Ethereum kind of copying Bitcoin with the inscriptions, <laughs> I think that's a sign <laughs> that, that something right is happening over here. So, yeah. Yeah. Great point. Great point. So um, how, how far are you guys along with the um the ordinal project itself? Um, is the art done? The inscriptions done? Um, do you have any any expectations for maybe end of this year? I or, think that they're or, not doing. I think he said they're not doing uh, art. You're not project. doing the ordinal project. No, we are. We are. We are. Oh, ready. you are. Okay, yeah. sorry, I misheard. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, we're actually doing ordinal's project, right? So um, this is public information, but um, we took already like the first screenshot, like the ordinal's collection uh with the mxrc holders we're going to be taking a second screenshot next week so essentially the way we framed it was the second the first screenshot was um to determine how many ordinal uh you know uh holders would get the second screenshot is more in terms of rarity right because what we figured would happen is that after the first screenshot maybe people would have dumped their mxrc because they're like um listen i, I got my ordinals right but then adding this extra layer kind of pushed people to kind of accumulate or even at least hold what they already have, right? Because I think people are looking for rarity uh, that's more sellable. Yeah. So um, that's the second, yeah, that's the second option we've added. But um, this week, the coming week, we should be having the second screenshot and uh, we'll be releasing some art too. So um, there's some things to look forward to. Awesome. Gotcha. That's smart, by the way. It really is. <laughs> the, the, two, the two screenshots, yeah. <laughs> That's really smart. So, is, so um, is there yeah. any alpha that maybe you can drop? Like, how many do you need to hold, per se? Because I, I hold a bunch, but I don't know if I hold enough. <laughs> yeah. So, um, usually what we we do have um, we do have like a ranking tool. As long as you hold more than like the seven, it's like the top seven hundred and seventy-five. Okay. So as long as you hold more than that, then uh, you should be, you know, you're you're in you're in the game. Gotcha. Sounds good. Sounds nice. good. Nice. Well, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to it. But um, so when, when, like, when can I know everyone says when, 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 but like, like, when can we um, you think we can actually get start seeing peaks of, of the art, or, or if there's any out there yeah. as, as of now? It, it, it's going to be this week. Uh, we'll be releasing some ordinals, yeah, on Twitter, on Discord. You're going to start seeing the art uh, with a couple of previews and yeah, different marketing, right? Uh, we started. We we have to start getting back on track. Uh, we want to be the best ordinals project community out there and i think uh it's it's about time we start nice awesome so you hear that meta brc community he said next week <laughs> you guys should be able to see stuff that's awesome all right so this is where we usually give you the stage um talk to your community obviously you guys are on discord you guys are on you know, twitter but like if you could just like talk to your community real quick and if you have anything you can say to them if you want to get them excited or anything the stage is yours yeah so what i usually tell the community or anyone actually getting involved in anything is the everything we're kind of doing in this is is pretty much new right so we're experimenting and seeing what works or not right and i think the only way everyone is actually going to win is if everyone kind of participates and you know as much as the founders can do for a project i think uh, you know, bringing newcomers and actually expanding the project also comes down to the community, right? How strong the community is on social networks and all these different networks. I think, uh, you know, if you look at different projects like Pepe and, uh, you know, Turbo, the community spoke for itself, right? And I think this is what we're going to be trying to do with MetaBRC. We want to be as loud as possible. 
And also, this is a long-term game. Don't expect anything on the short term. You'll only win on the long term. And hopefully, okay. uh, everyone stays for the journey. That's the most interesting part. Yeah, nice. sounds great to me. And that's kind of what it is. It's, none of this stuff is short term. If you're in the short term, just leave now. This is all long long term okay. stuff. This is 2025 stuff to me. That's just my honest opinion. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I think that was a good, clear message to your community. So we appreciate yeah. having you on, man. I know you're a busy, busy guy, and uh, you got a lot of followers for sure on Twitter. <laughs> so uh, you you uh, you take the time to to kind of speak to our audience and your audience, and hopefully some of our audience will be your audience. But of course, everybody do your own research out there. But yeah, yeah. I just have to say that. But yeah, we really appreciate you taking your time to to, to speak yeah. with us today. I want to I want to thank you, and you were really easy to contact. I I, I messaged you in in um in Twitter, and you immediately got back to me. That I really appreciate that. When you know this is you know you guys have a, have a project going on, and I'm sure this isn't the only thing you guys have going on either. So I, I that respect for me is um you know I just want to put that out there. You guys are doing a really really great job. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys for having me. And, uh, you know, hopefully we reconnect soon again and, um, you know, update the entire space about what we're actually building. Hell yeah. I'm yep. excited. I'll be excited for that day. <laughs> and I uh, just, just re rethink the burning. I, I want to burn, man. I want to burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Well, thank you. Thank you. Good. Really appreciate right. you, buddy. Have a good one. Thank you. So what do you think, man? I'm really excited. I, yeah. I, I like every single thing that I, I heard in that. And this is, I, obviously, my I'm, I'm a holder. So mm -hmm. anyone, just take take that into precaution. I'm, you know, I'm hyping this up. No, I'm not even hyping it up. I'm just excited for the project. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Well, I think what we heard was a lot of experience uh, with good in terms of project management. He has experiences in, in different areas of the space, like with kind of educating is great. Like that's a great start, right? It's kind of yeah. what we're trying to do, right? And then um, and then being in the leadership of other projects and then um, and it's probably what helped him handle that kind of fiasco in the beginning. Right. So, yeah, yeah I'm excited, man. I'm excited for uh, them and, and I'm excited for like all these projects that have substance, like like what uh, Meta BRC is doing. Right. Yep, um, obviously, I don't I don't love the, the ones that come over here and just grift and leave. But but the, the stuff that has like uh, value in and trying to make the space better. So that's what I see with uh, good and meta BRC. So yeah, yeah man, excited. And like always, um, do your re own research. We put these stuff out here for research purposes only. Some of some of these projects are really hard to get info on, so that's why we're here. We we really try to bring the founder to you guys. So please do your own research. Don't ape into anything. And yeah, yeah, and we appreciate all your support so we just ask that you sub and you like all our videos um because i'm trying to get that that cake that big cake at a thousand <laughs> we need to get to a thousand subs but we appreciate it y'all have a good one and hit that little hit the little um, bell because we have um more founder videos coming out this week we have a whole bunch of them so hit the little bell icon so you know when we put out stuff we put them out randomly we want to catch you guys off guard so and again thank you guys